Scano Sego Ani and Bonjour. I'm Kathy Sabokin, and this is Moment of Truth on 106.5 Element FM in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa, and I'm filling in today for David Moses. Today on Moment of Truth, find out how you can book a bed and breakfast on a First Nation and have a true Canadian cultural experience. And while you're there, maybe even go on a date. Our guests today are Brad Pine of Res Fox, along with Dylan Pine. But first, Element FM's David Moses has been busy all week. He's at the ninth Mississaugas of the Credit Three Day Historical Gathering. David, how's it going? Good morning, uh, Kathy. How are you? Oh, we're good. How is the conference? It's very good. Uh, it's very good, and it's very informative. They always have great speakers that are always bringing new topics and new information to the crowd that shows up. Generally, it's about a 400 seats about 400 people so uh it gets uh it gets busy and uh they have as i say they have these great presentations i'm always amazed uh at at what they bring forward and i wanted to uh, have a couple of people uh come on the line with me uh briefly just to introduce themselves and uh and just give their sense of why they're here for instance there's a gentleman standing in front of me right here and his name is uh, david bailey he's the newly elected mayor of brant county now, Brant is, is, this is the Norfolk County we're in, but, but Brant is the next county over, and he was newly elected, replacing a long-time uh, 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 Renity, who was the outgoing uh, mayor of that area. And I'm going to hand the phone over to uh, Mr. Bailey just to, uh, just, just to give his, let him give you his sense of why he's here and what he's learning from this event here today. Mr. Okay, Bailey. great. Thank you very much. Hi, Kathy. Hi, David. How are you? Hi, so this I'm is good, David and David. Okay. There, All there right. There you go. No. Mayor, of, no, mayor of the county of Brant. Mayor of county of Brant. And what brought you oh. to the Ninth Mississaugas of the Credit Three-Day Historical Gathering? Well, you know, we, I've always been very aware of, of, um, of, of the relationship between the, the reserves and the county of Brant. The county of Brant is, is about uh, almost, uh, I don't know, 300 kilometers in size and it sort of runs down the Grand River so anything to do with water um, has, has a great interest to me now as as you were just told that I'm, I'm newly elected so and I congratulations really well thank you and it really wasn't my business to know the workings of everything and so I thought well you know what since it's sort of square one and day one I'll come and hear the story from the other side of the tracks and I'll tell you when you hear these people tell their stories it's, uh, it's a little shaming for me. Um, not terribly proud of, of, of the history uh, that I've heard in the last couple of days. Um, you know, we we hear on the other side that you know those those darn Indians are back on the on the rampage and they've you know they're they're having problems and they're and they're messing up traffic and they're doing this and they're setting up and they're protesting and they're this and they're that. Well, you know, when you hear the other side of things, you know, that's lucky. We're lucky that's all they're doing. Um, I've, I've never been so disheartened and, and so sad to hear stories that I've heard in the last couple of days. What would an so example I'm, be of a story? Well, I, I think when you, I think when history sort of reveals kindness, um, I, I do believe the stories that I've heard in the last couple of days. I do believe that when the settlers came here, uh, they approach the the people of Canada and they they ask for favors and they ask for things to get easier by going through their lands and their tracks and their trails 
And I do believe that the Indians uh, at the time extended a lot of courtesies and a lot of friendships to these people. And I don't believe, and this is only my own opinion, I don't believe that everything was as clear as they thought it was. I, I believe that, uh, you know, they were being kind to these new people coming over. And I think that the the natives were, were, were used and they were take, taken advantage of. So, so hearing the other side of the story, I'm going to have to do my own investigation now and sort it all out of my own mind. But I certainly have a different um, a different outlook on, on everything. So I think it'll make a, a, me a better mayor because I, I think that the cooperation between the county of Brant and the and the nations, uh, Six Nations, New Credit, and the Mississaugas uh, will be very strong because I attended today, and I'm already looking forward to next year. Well, that's so. a great idea, a great thing to do, is to get out there and meet people and find out what some of those issues are. Now, you're referring to that's the right. history, but how is the history affecting what's happening today in your area? Well, I, I, think, I, I think the history of how it all began. I mean, the, these people are fighting for something that they, they believe they never really agreed to. So uh, I, I was always uh, under the impression that they may have done some things that they maybe shouldn't have done. Or they, but nobody gives away land or gives away their house to be homeless. That does, you know, it's as simple as that. You, know, you, you might invite someone who needs a place to stay to live with you in your house, but you, you never give away the house and then walk out the door and become homeless. That doesn't make any sense now, and it doesn't make any sense then. And it, would, it won't make any sense next week. So, and if you want to put it as simple as that, I think that's exactly what happened. I believe that they extended some hospitality, and I believe that they thought that uh, they sold the house to them, and then they sort of were looking aimlessly for the next three hundred years for places to live and places to settle. So that's that's the simplified version of what I've learned in two days, and I'm I'm going to put some science behind it and some time behind it and i'm going to read some things okay clearly a a long way to go toward truth and reconciliation how do you feel you're going to help i'm going to help because i'm going to read everything i can possibly read on it i'm going to have some wonderful talks with chief ava hill um i'm hoping she'll run again because i i think she's a wonderful leader and a wonderful chief um, I'm hoping that my timing to know her better is, is good. I'm hoping that I haven't missed out on, on all the years that she's served. But uh, whoever her replacement will be, if she doesn't run, I'm going to spend as much time and give it as much energy as I can so that we can be good neighbors and we can take care of the water because the water does run through my county uh, right from top to bottom. And, uh, you know, and we have to obviously respect the, the land claims and that the, the natives have um, stuck to their guns to to try to control on both sides of the river. So I just think we have to be do a lot of reading, a lot of talking. That sounds like a really good start. Uh, you know, it's a wonderful start. My heart is here on the reserve. I just, you know, some of the speakers, I just, I just, they took my breath away. So um, I think I am the right neighbor for the for the reserves, and I, I'm hoping that it. We have a wonderful, wonderful relationship for the near future. Well, David, that's that's just great. And I wish you all the very best with that. And good to know that there's someone just getting out there and meeting the neighbors and seeing what you can do. I think we need a lot more of that in general. Yeah, you know, the Save the Evidence campaign, too, of of the residential schools. That's a shameful 
a shameful thing happened. And, uh, you know, with, with, uh, the more I read about that, too, the more I want to get involved. So I'm planning forward to be on a standing committee for that, too, and I want to get that all brought to the forefront and see what we can do about uh, some apologies there, too. And what? tell me about the campaign. Well, it's just a group of people that are going to get together, and we're going to just support the... They're bringing the evidence to the front. Uh, they've found some evidence uh, behind walls and under floors that some of the buildings uh, in the city of Brantford um, on Mohawk Road. Um, and I, I just think we have to support the politicians and uh, encourage the uh, Native Committee, the Ad Hoc Committee, to, to bring those things forward and to actually let the, the people know what happened so close to where we are, where we live. So I just think that that whole, that whole um, project needs to be uh, exposed and, and uh, so that people can settle themselves. There's, there's a whole generation that are unsettled. And, you know, we, we, can't just, we can't just keep blaming mental health issues and, and, and bad economic conditions and all those things. We have to get back and find out what was rooted, how it started. And I think a lot of it's going to be found. Just had a little bit of a phone drop out there. David, are you still so, here? I'm still here. Okay, good. The phone just... Cut out for just a quick moment. Technology. Yeah, we've, had some, we've had some in and out times here with the uh, with our connections this morning. So I'm going to give the phone back to someone who seems very anxious to get it back. So I think we're we're short on time here. So okay. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you, you for, for letting us know how things are going and all the best. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you, Kathy. David. Yes. So I think uh, he said some very interesting things about what he heard over the last couple of days. As someone who was not that informed on on uh, Native issues, perhaps, and being, uh, it was interesting that, that someone from uh, the non-Indigenous side who, who is saying he, you know, even though all of the work and all the things that are happening in and around this area and around the country in tr- terms of truth and reconciliation even, um, and he was saying that, that he's, you know, he, as an elected uh, member, uh, is, was unfamiliar with, with some of the things that he was hearing uh, over the last couple of days. So I thought that was, that was quite interesting. Um, Absolutely. It's good have, to, that there are people bridging the divide, really working yeah, on. So, so it's great that he is here because uh, he can certainly take his impressions and, and what he's learning back to his committees and his people. Now, another person that is here with me, uh, I want to try to get a couple of words from her, and she is the uh, the chief of Curve Lake, and that is uh, Phyllis uh, Williams. So um, I'm interrupting her on her little break here to have something to eat, but uh, I appreciate your time. Uh, Phyllis, I'm going to, uh, Chief Williams, I'm going to hand the phone over to you. I have Kathy on the line from our Toronto office at Element FM. We're broadcasting to Toronto and Ottawa right now, so I'll hand the phone over, um, and uh, uh Basically, you know, what, one of the things I'd like to ask you is, um, why, why are you here? Why do you think it's important that this kind of thing happen on an ongoing basis? I'll let you answer that. Hi, good morning. Hi, Phyllis. Welcome. Welcome to Moment of Truth. Thank and you. Thanks I, for talking to us. I think I'm going to us. move here because uh, there's some, a lot of background noise. So I'm just going to move to a corner. Move to a corner. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Perfect. Okay. So David was asking, uh, well, first I'm curious, where is Curve Lake? 
Curve Lake is just north of Peterborough, about a half hour north. Okay. And what brought you to the three-day historical gathering? Well, as much as I can, when I can, I come here to uh, to uh, meet other First Nations of the Mississauga Nation. Um, we have more or less rekindled ourselves in the last, uh, I'd say, uh, six to seven years. Um, it's it's really important that we do that as a nation, and and we have a lot of things in common, like language, like the land like uh, uh, opportunities of economic development. And it's important that uh, we maintain those things. Uh, and and um, for some of us, learning our, our real history, our true history. And what would you say your biggest takeaway is from the event? The, the ability for me to share, for one. The ability to, to hear the presenters and offer maybe or invite them to our community so that we can spread the word, especially to the young ones, to, the, to um, youth committees and people who will be our potential leaders in the future so they can learn and uh, keep that momentum of sharing and, and having their, um, I guess, their, their, their uh, stability and being part of the nation. Sounds great. Great work, Phyllis. Okay. Thank you so this much. Phyllis, she's chief of Curve yeah. Lake. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, Kathy. Hey. Well, thank you so much for checking in with us, David. Oh, you're very welcome. I hope that the audience enjoyed listening to just a couple of the people here and uh, what they had to say about this event. As I say, there are about 400 people that come here every year, uh, and there are numerous presentations throughout the full day. There's like about four presentations of about an hour and a half each that happen every day for this three-day event. So I foresee uh, in the future a lot of guests on Moment of Truth. Yeah, absolutely. You you got that right. My pocket's full of cards, and I've been... uh, talking with all kinds of people, and they're all very excited. I've also been promoting the station while I'm here. They've given me a couple of minutes to go up on stage and talk about the station and, and uh, talk about Moment of Truth and Element FM, and, uh, and, and I've been promoting that and getting a nice round of applause afterwards. So there is encouragement, and people are very excited about it. So thanks, Kathy. I'm glad we had this chance to talk. And thank you also, uh, Chimi Gwech and, uh, and Yawa, for filling in for me Uh, And to everyone who filled in for me this week and allowing me to come out and do this for the station. We're holding down the fort, but glad that you're there. (laughs) We look forward to all of your takeaways. All righty. Thank you, Davis. Element FM's David Moses, and you are listening to Moment of Truth on 106.5 Element FM in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa, and on the Radio Player Canada app. I'm Kathy Sabokin filling in for David Moses. And we'll be back with entrepreneurs Dylan and Brad Pine of ResFox. Well, welcome back to Moment of Truth on Element FM 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa, and on your Radio Player Canada app. I am Kathy Sabokin, filling in today for David Moses. And I have two guests with me in studio here with Brad Pine from ResFox. Hello, Kathy. How are you doing? And his son, Dylan. 
Hello there. Thanks for having us. From Res Fox, and they hail from Gardner River First Nation, which is near Sault Ste. Marie. Small community, 3,000? Uh, yeah, roughly about 3,000 living on reserve, I'm guessing. but uh, And then a bunch off. And a bunch off, yes. Okay, well, welcome. And I dragged you guys in here because you've got your fingers... Kicking, kicking and screaming. Kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah. Your fingers in all kinds of entrepreneurial pies, which I think are very, very interesting. And one of them is an is a bed and breakfast opportunity so that non-Indigenous tourists, people who don't know anything or maybe have a, an impression about a First Nation, can go and stay on a First Nation in someone's house and have a real, genuine cultural experience. Tell us all about this. Yeah, it kind of was, the idea kind of was spawned out of... Uh, uh, traveling in other countries, and you can actually see uh, the Canadian marketing component. It always had the big giant poster with the with the native uh, regalia on it, saying "Come to Canada; it's a great place to be and visit visit uh, the native the native communities." Right. So, um, a majority of the time, when you do get here, you end up at a non-native event. Right. Like you end up at the CN Tower. You end up at a you know right. And what, what does that have to do with a poster? <laughs> it, of an indigenous person. Exactly. So we opened up the opportunity. I love uh, that. I love that. You went, okay, I'm yeah. going to take this. I'm going to make it into a positive and open this up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then uh, that's where bed and, bre- bed and breakfast was spawned out of the, uh, the idea of actually getting a true indigenous uh, experience. So what can someone expect if they sign up? But it's called TPBNB? Yes. T-I-P-I-B-N-B.com. Um, you can expect to uh, basically go to a First Nation uh, reservation or tribal tribal area, um, stay with a with a family who becomes a host family, and then they can actually, you know, what I mean, you can you can have that true traditional experience, that cultural experience that people are, that's you know, being sold across the globe, you know. Right now they'll get the real the real deal here. Exactly. And what I think is great is this opens up all kinds of communication. Because I think there's a lot of miscommunication about a First Nation, like what's it like there. When I was young, and I was in a car, and I was near, I think it was near Sarnia area, and there's a First Nation, we used to call them reserves back mm-hmm. then. And I drove in there in my car, and I was surrounded by everyone going, what are you doing here? What do you want? And I was just curious. That's the only reason. I've always been curious guess that's why I ended up in news. But <laughs> yeah. I was just curious. So I'm there, well, I'm just curious. But I I laughed because I, I was crashing somebody's home, basically. But I was young and I didn't really get it at yeah. the time. But so this is great. I think it, it's just a great idea. So if, right now, I know you've said you opened up your home right. as a place for guests to stay. So mm-hmm. if someone comes and stays with you, they're going to have great conversations. They're going to meet your amazing family. So tell me about your family. Um, yeah, you would. Well, yeah, I guess they are amazing. Now they all owe me dinner. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you'd be able to you know, basically uh, be a part of the community, be a part of the, be a part of the family experience. You know, if, if you need to have dinner, dinner can actually be served. It'd be, you know, a traditional native meal. Uh, and what would, that, what would that be? Well, Whatever you're, whatever you're having for the day, right? It could be a, tra- a truly traditional meal, or you can, you know, what, can go what to full. What would be on the plate? Could, 
you know, you could what? Why not moose? You can have moose. You can. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be moose, all right? Yeah, you can have bannock. Yeah, just what you would have, say, growing up on a reserve, something like that. Or once again, if you want to go a little more traditional and have something like that, something like scone, bannock, stuff like that, prepared for you, you could always put that in your menu request. They could charge extra for specific meals. Lots of opportunity there. That sounds great. You can request a meal. Great idea. Okay. There's tons of opportunity there. And there's experiences also too, right? You can have the, you know, you can just go for a ride around the reserve and you can actually then go look at some of the traditional spots. You can actually, you know, go to the, go to the band office or go to a healing lodge and, you know, get some cultural information there. Well, we've heard a lot about healing lodges, but I think that came from Tori Tori McClintock. What's her name? She she was found guilty of murder. Mm-hmm. She's not indigenous. She's in prison now for life. But she was moved to a healing lodge. So that's how healing lodges, I think, got in the news. That right. she was kicked out of there because you have to be an indigenous to be in one. But that's um that's an actual prison, that kind of healing lodge. And I, I'm way off base here because that's <laughs> not the kind of healing lodge we're talking about. No, no, no. We're talking... So, you know, there's there's uh, not the actual going inside the healing lodge. You can actually be taught about the healing lodge outside of the, the healing lodge, right? You but don't aren't there to... healing lodges that are not prisons Correct. on First Nation? Yeah. So tell yeah. us about that. So a healing lodge, that is not a prison. There would be, you'd go to a healing lodge, you'd get to learn about our sacred medicines, a lot about our culture, how like our medicine men would um, bring you in. Uh, you're able to pray or meditate, kind of, if you will, and... Sounds Just great. Learn about the history, and they'll bring you around. Um, Teaches about smudging, and uh, a lot of tradition. That it sounds would, great. It would be like the equivalent of going to like Italy and going to the, the Vatican. You know what I mean? You're not gonna, you're not gonna actually participate in the actual, you know, the right. the, the religious experience. But you're gonna learn you're gonna about observe, it, right? There's gonna be gonna an inter- there's gonna be a heritage interpretation of that, right? That so. sounds great. What do you What do you want the biggest takeaways to be for tourists? Just have fun. Fun is good. I like fun. I think a combination of fun, a, a com- uh, education, obviously, you know, um, back and the, the back and forth communication between different cultures would be a ideal that people will, will take away and break down a lot of those stereotypes that are out there, the negative stereotypes. Exactly, and it works as um, even just to be like ease of use. Uh, last year, I was working as an account manager for another Indigenous-owned company, Foxwise, and I would travel to different communities um, but sometimes we'd have to stay outside of those communities and if we were presenting or meeting with anyone we'd have to kind of wake up early maybe a three-hour commute to get to where our meetings were so if I could have stayed on reserve it would have been a lot more convenient in that regard absolutely yeah. absolutely so how are you advertising TPBNB TIPI uh, besides start, me we're talking. starting off with the radio <laughs> yeah and we got all the Facebook their regular social media stuff the, the Twitter accounts the social media uh, Facebook uh, any, any, anything that we have out there. We already have a group of people that we have a database of email addresses for different First Nations across. We incorporated everything through our Wabu search engine. So we have all of the um, First Nations registered within Wabu already. It's like a native search engine. So we kind of pull that all together and then we can actually now spread the word through all of the different websites and all different uh, business opportunities that we have. Yeah, exactly. And we've been doing a lot of just cold calling to to economic development officers in different reserves, just letting them know what we're doing and if they're interested in registering businesses with their company, just to have that awareness. Okay. And is TPB&B, do you have a website 
launch now for tourists to go yep. to? T-P-B-N-B, T-I-P-I-B-N-B dot com. And uh, we're doing a lot of promotion now uh, in Europe. So a lot of the hosts uh, in Canada, North America, can actually have the European the Europeans coming over. So Good market. You, yeah, Good that, market that is the market. You know, that's the market Absolutely. Well, you are listening to Moment of Truth on 106.5 Element FM in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. I'm Kathy Sabokin filling in for David Moses. My guests, Brad Pine and Dylan Pine, will be back right after this. Welcome back to Moment of Truth on Element FM, 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. I'm Kathy Sabokin filling in today for David Moses. And in studio, I have Brad Pine and Dylan Pine, entrepreneurs of Res Fox, and you have started an Indigenous dating website. Tell us all about that. Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes. We were kind of fighting over the mic there for a second. Uh, yeah, um, we started the uh, Res Fox. I think we started that back in 1999. How'd that go? 2000. It was, it was good. It was very popular. It was busy. Uh, at the time, then we started... That's when Facebook started coming around. So there was kind of a big merger over from that social kind of platform that we had through ResFox and kind of moved into Facebook. Um, but uh, we relaunched, seeing that uh, connectivity with First Nations was getting a lot better. Um, payment gateways were starting to become, you know, the norm. It was easier for people to actually pay if there was a fee of, in one way, shape, or form. And uh, yeah, so there we kind of moved with some of those points. And yeah. move with the times. Yeah, exactly. We like to think that we were way ahead of our time for what we're doing, although it being popular, um, instead of going on your phone, opening it up and paying the, your subscription or getting on a site, you would have to actually go sit down, open up your laptop, go to your desktop, open up the browser, navigate around in that regard. So that being said, now we think it's a really good time to just streamline everything and get people talking to each other. You're such a marketing Expert. He's got marketing, <laughs> constant marketing. Same. It's good. Okay. Now, how does it work, though? Do you have to be Indigenous to go onto the site? Do you have to register yourself as? Like, do you have to identify yourself as? How yeah, once you, it's, it's a basic sign-up procedure that basically every single social network has. Uh, the only difference between ours is there's a little more native-specific when you go inside. So it, you, you're either you're, uh, First Nation, Inuit, uh, uh, and then we also have the non-native component inside there also, too. You can be native, non-native on, this, on the site. Um, and then there's native-specific questions that when you're going through, too, you know, as far as uh, types of um, entertainment that you like to do, like your powwows or beating or any types of things like that. You know, and there's kind of, we've got some Ojibwe humor inside there, too, for sizing, you know. It's kind of the, you know, the big and beautiful and those types of phrasing and stuff like that, too, so. It's, uh, what what is this phrasing sizing? Well, <laughs> like a, more like a, like a first nation, like an indigenous slang, something you might hear, like okay, like, uh, you'd hear. Kind I live of, in downtown Toronto. I don't right, <laughs> right, and I'm sure there's a lot of slang here too. That a lot of sl- every yeah, place exactly. has its. Slang. We all know that yeah. even within within communities within communities have their own slang for sure. Families have their own. Everyone. Okay, now. So you you go onto the website and then you sign up. What mm-hmm. if you're not indigenous? 
Can you still sign up? Yeah, you'd simply go through the same sign-up process. You just say no, no, no. Exactly, and you could just put a quick description of yourself. Uh, just You can include all the information that you need and whatever you think, and there's going to be someone compatible with you, of course. So, like Everyone has the same interests. You just might not have the same uh, ethnicity. So. All right. Yeah. Now, I find this interesting because there are so many fly-in First Nations mm. that is this a way of – Connecting communities, like, in, are there nearby First Nations, like where yeah. you don't get to meet everyone all the time? Yeah, definitely. It's kind of the it's kind of the um, what's the phrasing for that? The, uh, the inter it's like the intertribal powwow song. You know, it kind of brings everybody together. So all the uh, remote First Nations, you know, you can connect with the ones that are you know close to you or even further away. You can actually be talking to actually somebody in. Santa Fe or, you know, going to, uh, you know, one of the big grand powwows over there. So it's all about pulling everybody together and creating that one community underneath the one umbrella. Exactly. And uh, you may not be able to talk to someone in a city if you're kind of more remote. Uh, it's really good to get an, an educational level too. And also just um, like you're not necessarily having to become a couple or date that person. You might Find a new friend, anything Absolutely, like that. Just like so. other dating. Yes, have you exactly. tried it, Dylan? Have you tried dating on your dating site? I'm Any? I'm on ResFox. on there yeah, now? Yeah, I've talked to a few people there. It's uh, really nice. I've tried other dating sites just for market research, of course. So you get to compare and contrast and see the difference. And yeah. So. And it's have you had any success stories yet? Yeah, we've had a ton of success stories. We There's a lot of uh, people out there that were looking for maybe more traditional uh, person of their same ethnicity and uh, a couple of success. I'm not going to get into names, but they've been married, have children, whole families. Well, that's got to feel good to start to start this dating service and people are now in long-term relationships. Yeah. You know, when you see it from, from uh, when you first pop up the idea and then it starts going through and it starts becoming a reality. That's kind of the, when you get into that whole, you meet somebody and it's like, oh, why, we met on ResFox and we're married. We have two kids. You know what I mean? That kind of feels, it does feel good. And it, it uh, you know, uh, the purpose actually works, you know. Sounds great. Yeah. And you were telling me off mic about the, the premise on which your businesses operate is connection and community. Yeah, connection, connection, community, and education. Education between individual First Nations, individual tribal groups, um, and educating non-natives also too. So that that's like a big component too that uh, show our our cultural differences and and educate uh, on every single uh, aspect of First Nations and North American natives. You are listening to Moment of Truth on 106.5 Element FM in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. I'm Kathy Sabokin. Back in a moment with entrepreneurs Brad Pine and Dylan Pine of ResFox. Welcome back. Moment of Truth on Element FM, 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. I'm Kathy Sabokin filling in today for David Moses. And my guests are Brad Pine and Dylan Pine of ResFox. They are entrepreneurs and they're stopping into our studio from Garden River. First Nation near Sault Ste. Marie. And first we talked about your TPB&B business so that tourists can stay on a First Nation. If they go to TPB&B and they'll get placed in someone's house 
on a First Nation, which is really cool. And then we talked about your native dating website, ResFox, but it's open to anyone. And you have another business, Waboost.ca. Tell us about that one. Waboost.ca is basically an all-native search engine. Um, like any other search engine, like Google or Bing or any, any type of search engine like that, you can actually, the difference between ours is that it's all First Nations. So when you actually do a search for anything, like say if you want to search for shoes, Anything that pops up on this search engine will be native specific. So it'll be a native company that actually sells shoes, makes shoes, throws shoes. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, so that's so it's like a depository, the website for all sorts of native businesses. Exactly. Businesses and uh, newspapers, magazines, any type of First Nation owned, run business, it's, it's Radio there. Station. Radio stations. How yep. do you guys come up with these ideas for so many businesses? It's incredible. Moment Shiraz? of silence, you think. Shiraz? Shiraz. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's Shiraz? Um, you, you, when, when you're out in the communities or you're out in, uh, you go to conferences or you just go meet and meet different people, you hear their, their needs and their wants, right? We always, we're always out at conferences and you're, you're talking to educators, you're talking to political people. There's always a need for something. The tourism groups, they need uh, ways for non-natives to access the tourism uh, opportunities that individual First Nations have. So, we, you know, those are always, we just, we just basically go out and field everybody, uh, come up with the idea, concept, put it into a, a website development and put the app together and basically and hand it over and go. there they go, yeah. Right, well, not everyone thinks entrepreneurially. Entrepreneurially, that's a tough word. <laughs> but, and then Dylan, you grew up, in this environment of having a dad who's really entrepreneurial and it's caught on with you, it seems. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, at the young age, I got to watch my father start Res Fox and got to tag along to certain events like this or uh, get to do a little bit of promotion here and there during some of those first uh, Res Fox parties where I was just barely old enough to get into, but a lot of inspiration from my father and he's taught me a lot about uh, looking for gaps and bridging our people and the needs of other people together. Well, which project are you most excited about right now? Right now, I'm most excited about our ResFox, uh, just because I got to see that from the ground up, as I said earlier, and uh, Airbnb. Um, I think it's just a really convenient way, once again, not only to educate, but there's tons of First Nation businesses uh, that could utilize that for working in other communities and ed bringing certain things to those communities. So. Tons, just tons and tons. You also have, you mentioned, an online radio station, yeah. which is a full-time thing on its own, I can tell you. Yeah, first-hand experience. exactly. How to tell us about that. Yeah, well, Tomahawk came from uh, Tomahawk One for One. Uh, it's one for one, meaning that there's one native song for every one non-native song. Kind of like Element FM. But ours is a lot better. Uh, oh. Kidding, kidding, of course. The uh, Yeah, so um, it'll play one Derek Miller song and then a Stephen Ray Vaughan song will come right after that just to, just to pull, pull uh, the non-native community in too also. So. That sounds great too. Is this a 24-hour radio station? It's a 24-hour radio station. Um, we have, uh, it's all preset already. We, we basically preload the day's music schedules. Uh, our advertising campaigns go with inside of that, and then it just runs by itself. Do you have hosts on there, 
or as well or just run the music? Right now we don't have hosts on it. We just run straight music. Run straight yeah. music. And what's the website for it? Tomahawk141.com. Tomahawk141.com. You guys are hard to keep up with. You've got so many things on the go. Why don't we break for a song? Welcome back to Moment of Truth on Element FM, 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa, and the Radio Player Canada app. Also live streaming on our website, elementfm.ca. That's E-L-M-N-T-F-M.ca. I'm Kathy Sabokin, sitting in today for David Moses with my special guests, Brad Pine and Dylan Pine of ResFox. Well, so far we've talked about at the native dating website, resfox.ca. And we've talked about TPB&B, that's T-I-P-I-B&B, where you can stay at a First Nation, can book a place to stay and have a cultural experience, a true Canadian cultural experience. Exactly. And you've got some events coming up. What are the, what's happening? Um, well, we're working on, we're working on a, uh, some ResFox parties. Um, we're, not really sure where we're going to be having them yet, so we're just in those preliminary discussions. But we used to have those Res Fox parties all over the place back in, back in the day. Uh, we had some huge parties here. Um, we basically bring in uh, all First Nation bands. Uh, the caterers were First Nations, so it was very uh, Native-specific. And, and uh, we'd, we'd just have a, have, a, have a good time during one of the, the big powwows that were going on. We'd always connect it with a with a major First Nation event or tribal event if we were doing something in the States too. so Huge gathering and everyone's invited. Or it's just, just specific, specific invitees. Uh, just throw this open. Yeah, we'd throw it open because, you know, back in the, the what is the Canab, the Canab used to be here before, uh, the Sky Dome. Uh, so that's a bit, that's a lot of 70,000, 70,000 first nations for now Scotiabank arena. Yeah. 70,000, 70,000 would attend the, uh, Sky Dome powwow. So we, we'd invite everybody that was, uh, was going to that event. So did 70,000 show up? Well, that's an I, awful lot. of. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. We, we'd, we'd get about a thousand people. Still, that's a lot of We'd people. We'd max out. We'd max out, definitely. Yeah. At, a, at, a, at, an, at an event and a great way to promote your businesses. Exactly. Because you're masterminds at promotion <laughs> and marketing. and Exactly. And as Brad said, we'd always see it as a good way to bring our First Nations people together. And we'd always uh, keep it more indigenous with our, our bands, like you said, caters, um, celebrities. So we'd give everyone a chance to kind of network at the same time, too. And yeah, so sure, hang out, yeah. meet more people. Absolutely, yeah, I business know. development. I know. So, of all that you're doing, what excites you the most right now? Um, what excites me the most? The idea that I'm going to Mexico—that's pretty exciting. That is really that's pretty exciting. exciting. I'll be gone in a couple hours. <laughs> I wish we could all go. That that would be so good. It's that time of year when, yeah, let's get out of the cold because it must get really cold up, up where you're based. Yeah, yeah. I mean, minus twenty seven or something like that when we left. It was pretty, pretty chilly. So it was, today's it was really a, warm for you. It's balmy. A balmy minus five. It is a balmy <laughs> minus five. Great. All right. Now you still have a few more. Something called E Tribe Network. What is that? Well, the E Tribe Network is basically the umbrella company of all of the dot coms that are underneath it. So. Um, it, it is what it is. It's an electronic tribe, you know, e-tribe network online. So, and it, that's, that's the thing. We want to bring that community 
to bigger communities and, and have uh, that education component brought to, brought to everybody globally. Sounds great. How do you keep it all together? You seem to have a lot of fingers and pies. Or has one built on the previous? Do you have... Yeah. How, how do you how do you manage all that? It's yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, there's we have another uh, worker that work uh, business owner with us, and Andy Rickard. We give a shout out to him because he couldn't make it today, and uh, he's uh, yeah he's a he's a cousin also too. It's still it's in the family. Um, yeah, so one one website just kind of builds on the other. You know, you you create that group of uh, users, and we just kind of move them through all the, all the different. Uh, websites that we have so it's kind of it, it just grows by itself it's, it's alive and it's, al- it's alive and well it's alive <laughs> and well good and dylan what do you think as far as promotion goes right now because you're younger representing a younger generation what do you find the best way to promote is is it through the parties that you're mentioning or is it through your online resources well it's a balance of everything utilizing our online resources um, contacting different first nation groups getting out to events things like that at conferences just letting people know that we're still there and creating a buzz basically by all means necessary so that's the thing i like to just show up to certain conferences meet a lot of people that you i may have met before let them know that we're still working and that um like we're alive and well, and they could spread the word. Um, go out to events in the evenings at these places because everyone likes to get together, and they'll have maybe a networking event or a social gathering somewhere, and just make sure I show up and talk with everyone, and yeah, just basically promoting. So um, you're talking about different events going on that you can go attend yourself just for networking. Yeah, so at the end of a conference, they'll have a dinner, right? Something like that, and then maybe after that dinner, there'll be a group of people going to a function. Like just uh, somewhere to socialize, and yeah, go there. Um, just talk. and then once again, then it starts to become. You see these people so much that they become your friends, your friends. and then sure. yeah, sure. then you just you want to go to these conferences just to meet up with them because they're on the other side. And now, like with ResFox, I can talk to them over that uh, social media platform, and it's bringing yeah, everyone together. Still, I guess that's one way. If you're living in a small community, which to me seems small because I've always lived in urban centers. Garden River First Nation, I guess that's one way to, to meet other people is just attend a lot of a lot of conferences and events taking place off off the reserve. Exactly. And then having something to do after so Res Fox comes in and maybe you'll host a party it was a chance for everyone to actually once the business is taken care of during the day, we finally got someone from the other side of like Canada is here now. Then you could go out and catch up on what you guys have been up to in the Meantime, in the in the uh, urban centers here. Yes. What do you like about living in a small place? I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm gonna ask Dylan. Me? Um, it's all right living in a small place. I was in Ottawa for the last couple of years. I just came back home and a uh, little bit of an adjustment. So it's um, it's a huge adjustment. Yeah, it's a huge adjustment. It's it's all right living in a small place. You get to like be more familiar with everyone and kind of more connected to every single little thing that's going on in that area. So, and being an entrepreneur, you can start things in the area too. Yes, exactly. exactly. Do, you, do you do you do any party planning just for just um, for Garden River First Nation? No, I don't at the moment. I you do don't. not. No, no. Uh, not enough. Maybe we planted the seed here because yes, yeah. <laughs> cause you seem to be doing everything, which is amazing. Totally amazed by both of you. Yeah, I want to thank you so much for coming into the studio today. It's been a lot of fun. 
My guests today have been Brad Pine and Dylan Pine, and their umbrella company is called Res Fox. E-Tribe. E-Tribe. Hard to keep up. <laughs> but they can. you can check out Res Fox. That's their native dating website. But you don't have to be indigenous to, to have a look. Because we got to throw it wide open these days. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. yeah open to everyone. Open to everyone. Absolutely. And you can check out tpbnb.com. That's their B&B. So you can check that out if you want to stay on a First Nation and have a a genuine Canadian First Nation tourist experience. Exactly. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Tourist experience <laughs> within our own country. Exactly. Yeah, which is great. I think we need a lot more of that. Yeah, definitely. Just a great way to bridge the divides. So thank you so much. I am Kathy Sabokin. And you've been listening to Moment of Truth on Element FM in Toronto and 95.7 in Ottawa. And I've been filling in for David Moses. You can hear today's show via SoundCloud on our website, elementfm.ca. That's E-L-M-N-T-F-M.ca. And thank you to our producers, David Moses, Andrew St. Germain, and Caroline O'Neill.